We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I, I think there is certainly a time to um, intelligently invest in free agency. Um we are never going to build a team exclusively f- through free agency. We are never going to build a team predominantly through free agency. There is a time um, to invest, in, and I think we have done that. That is – oh, and now it's – oh, I, I see. That's the first time I tried a cold open. I used to do those all the time on the radio, play a cut, and then – fun, entertaining, wacky, weird, crazy, drunk. The Bart Winkler Show. So that was David Stearns. I am Bart Winkler. It is the show. Tim Shea's with me right now. This is an action-packed episode. All your favorite people are here. Well, me, Tim, Toby, and Paul. Paul Emig and Toby Altizer are going to join us for mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And Ooh. we're going to talk for like an hour, okay? We'll cover everything. Uh, Toby, when we get in touch with him, he will be doing the show from his car at a golf course as he's awaiting his tea time. So we will, we will do that. Um, and then Paul Emig from his, wherever he joins us from, uh, he will join us. So we'll talk a lot of Packers, continue to talk some Rogers, talk about Devante as now the fan is, uh, pressing charges. The the guy did get in Devante's way, but you can't push him. He wasn't, he wasn't in his way. Like Devante said, like, like following him. I think he was just trying he to get in front over. of him. Yeah, yeah. He was just trying to go somewhere and I don't think he saw him. Either way, I don't think Devontae's in a good place right now. I think him and Rodgers both miss each other. Yeah. Who misses who more? <laughs> I think the fans miss them two together is what yes. might be. Yes. That might be the case. But I wanted to jump on with Timmy first because we're going to talk some uh, Brewers. As we were very excited, Tim and I have been looking forward to since it was announced, the David Stearns press conference. And David Stearns, uh, I'm going to look at Todd Rosiak's Twitter feed here for the for the most comments, David Stearns, God, did he say anything like interesting? Probably not. No, you know, I, I, I almost, uh, I almost tried to go to this as media, but then I never asked. You should have. Yeah. Okay. Then, 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 then we could have done something outside of, you know, the stadium. True. Damn. As we walk away one last time, we could have set up, God, we could have set up and then got like, Rosiak and Hunter and Kurt on their way out. We could have, we could have, you know, you know, attack with microphones. Yeah. Oh, we could TMZ their ass. Darn. All right. Stern says he's happy. It stings that the team missed out on the playoffs. 
it means the organizations are high uh, or the expectations are high. Stearns reiterates that he wasn't aware of how the hater trade would affect the team. Stearns talked about they want to lock up talented young players uh, when he was asked about Burns and Woodruff, so some deflection there. Stern says our ownership group is highly motivated to keep this group together. That is awful to hear. Uh, they talked about Yelich, <laughs> asked about his contract with the Mets and the Brewers, the situation. Stern says there's always going to be speculation, and I'm going to pay no attention to that speculation. I, I wish at some point he did, though. I wish at some point he'd be like, I'm with the Brewers till 2025. We have no idea what his uh, contract is, which I don't understand how all these players – we know every dollar that they make down to the penny, and we don't know how long Stearns is under contract for. He says, we'll stay in touch with Andrew McCutcheon. No injuries of note. So didn't really say anything. Uh, from those comments, is there any I – don't, I don't feel like he said one thing new. It's just no. he said it in a different time. Form, different time, different way, different yeah. everything. No, there's nothing. There's nothing to really grasp out of anything. Um, I I don't know. Why why yeah, doesn't why why doesn't I I watch some of these other teams do this end of the season press conference and it's always the manager and the general manager. Why why is council never on the on this? Oh, he said council's under contract through next year. Oh, okay. So we could see an extension in the off season or are they going to lame, lame duck, duck him? They you could. can't lame duck him. They could. Council's already managing like the weight of the world's on his shoulders. You can't put his job on the line now too and lame duck. I'm telling you, he's going to be on the hot seat next year. When they do, when they, when they do like baseball preview shows on MLB network and ESPN and sorry, the four letter network. Yeah. Uh, HGTV. Uh, uh, <laughs> they uh, a council might might be one of those man- managers on the hot seat. I'd put him on there. Um. Yeah, he's going to be on the hot seat, regardless of if he's under contract. But if they go lame duck on him, you, you, you almost have to go lame duck. Yes. No, I feel like you can't. You, so what? Sign them to like a five-year deal, and then they get Two off years. to a they get off to Two a years. bad start. I don't know, dude. Now, I I argued after the season, or I suggested that there might need to be a change here because the season was so awful. Uh, but like being a week out, it's funny being a week out now. I don't really care that much. If it was the 2014 Packers, being a week out, I still don't think I watched any football. <laughs> And, uh, you know, yesterday, today, tomorrow, I'm excited to watch baseball all day long. So stupid. Um, what was really stupid, the, like the, the Bart take on this, is that you couldn't watch this thing. I'm, I'm relying on Todd Rosiak's tweets here because the Brewers don't – they didn't stream it. Packers, every time that somebody talks, they always stream. Uh, Goody and Lafleur and Rodgers, after the game, they stream it. The Brewers – their social media spends all summer tracking down everybody that brought a glove to the game for the first time. So they can like read some of these tweets. It's like at brewers. I love being here at American it's, family. It's brewers, my birthday. Thanks. Yeah. It's my birthday. Happy birthday. And they're like, Oh my God. How about instead of like catering to someone who uh, will never come back to the stadium, you give the fans what they want. They want to hear live from their general manager. 
Now, he may not have said anything interesting, but the uh, opportunity not even being there for us to watch this, I don't know if they told any TV stations. I was looking on Facebook pages, so if I missed that, I missed that, but I didn't see anybody stream it. I had Bally on TV, Bally Sports. They didn't have it on TV. Um, What they did instead was they were cutting up clips and tweeting them as the thing's going on, which is harder work. How hard is it to take a camera and press a button? So that's that's the Bart take on this. I'm pissed about that. The Brewers people were probably at X Golf or something. So, oh sure, you know, yeah. golfing, you know, taking advantage. In. Since no one's probably there, they're like, we need someone to golf for us. Go go golf. I think the X Golf being there is a great game day experience and a cool thing in the stadium. Yet, if the team sucks, everyone's gonna rip on it, even though it's cool. Who's going to go in like January and February? Oh, people are always looking for top golf. It's not uh, top golf, golf though. It's Same X shit. Golf. It's Same out thing. in Brookfield. It's out in Brookfield. They have one out in Brookfield too. Why? Come look at Brookfield. Yeah, we don't have a top golf around here, do we? Uh, something something similar to that at uh, Yeah, but not. it's not It's similar. No, people will go. It's the same when uh like you're sitting around with your buddies and you're like, what should we do? Let's go bowling. Well, let's go play X golf. So, you know, the Brewer social people were probably doing that today instead of, you know, oh, you know where they, you know, where they might've been. Where? They, they, they might've uh, listened to us and gone to happy place hemp. No lie. Uh, I took one of the other ones. Oh, Which what's one? your middle name? Mine? Yeah. Why? Because I guess it's either Patrick, David, Michael, or John. Good job. You got it last last one. Timothy John? Yep. I got it? Yeah. Well, I had four choices. You did. I fancy myself a middle name guesser. What's yours? I feel like you told me this. And I... Mine? Michael. Yeah. Bart Michael Winkler. No. <laughs> Bart Sounds Simpson. Awesome. Bart Simpson Winkler. Uh, I'm named after my father. Oh, Gregory? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So we go in order. My great grandpa's name was Carol. Two R's tells. So my grandpa's name was Richard Carroll. My dad was Gregory Richard. I was Bart Gregory. And then I didn't want to give my son my middle name as my name is his middle name. Yeah. I gotcha. Barty Jr. He's not Bart Jr. I would never do that. <laughs> and if you're a junior or senior, I like that. I would just, I would never do it. I took the, uh, from happy place hemp, the main, it's a mango flavor. It's THC free. It's CBD and CBG. I took it. Cause when I was talking to those guys, they said that, you know, th- th- there's different gummies that do different things, right? Like, obviously, there's the gummy with the THC in it, which is legal. You can get the THC gummies here in Wisconsin. No drive. Legal. They have, like, just the low amount that, as Tim will attest to you, is all you need. That's all you need. <laughs> But, no, they have these CBD gummies, so the ones that I was taking every day so far were the ones that I take at night. I just pop one of these, the CBD and CBN, okay? 
And then this one is CBD and CBG. And the guy there, uh, Rob, says, you know, he takes one. To, it just helps him focus for a little bit. So on Monday, I was like at a standstill where I couldn't do anything. And I went on an eBay loading spree and I was like, this sucks. And I took one. I just I'm not saying like I felt different. I'm not saying that I I could feel like CBD racing through my body. I just noticed I was more focused as per the intention. I really, I took it instead of uh, drinking a cup of coffee. And then when I take these ones at night, it's not like something washes over my body. I just, I take one and I end up falling asleep when I've had problems falling asleep before. So I can only tell you about my personal experience with them. Uh, I was very intrigued about the product. I'm taking it and I am liking what's happening when I take it. Uh, Now, again, I'll have to come over one night and do the Delta eights or nines with you, Timmy. But for what I'm taking, uh, I am liking it. So I've teamed up with happy place. Hemp is why I bring all this to you and you can get these gummies. You can go there. They're in Muskego. They're actually across from Maddie's, which is in new Berlin. They had a huge Packer party. There are hundreds of people there for the London game. And then happy place hemp across the street which is technically now Muskego, or you can just go very easy, happyplacehemp.com. So they'll ship it to your house discreetly and stuff. But happyplacehemp.com, happyplacehemp.com. Use the promo code BART. I'm a podcaster officially now because I have a promo code. Use the promo code BART, and you'll get 25% off every order. Not just your first, but your second, your third, your eighth, your 40th, your 420th. And if you go, like, you're going to go into the store, uh, promo code BART gets you 25% off there, too. Although they, ho- I, you know, you got to hook up Tim Shea, my man, with something. There's Tim Shea, ladies and gentlemen. Did anyone ask David Stearns if he's coming back? I know that's a stupid question, but, like. Well, what he said uh, was about the speculation. He, he, he says uh, he expects to be in Milwaukee in 2023. Okay. I wonder how he said it. Like, yeah, I'll be here. Or, <laughs> yep, I plan on I plan on coming back and trying to win a title for this city. Like, how much excitement was in his voice? Dave, are you coming back? Let me just check my phone. Nothing from Stephen Cohen and the Mets. Uh, yeah, I guess so. I guess I'll be here. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I did so. I say that? Did, did I say that out loud? <laughs> I guess I'll be here. Uh, David, are you coming back <sighs> to this shithole? I guess. They're paying me. We're gonna run it back. Okay, <laughs> he did. He did say they want to keep the core of the team together. No, get rid of them all. How many? What can you improve? You can improve it first because we like Rowdy, but he only bats on one side of the plate. Third, they need a third. Uh, Colton Wong's gone. There's no way they gave him ten million unless they're crazy. Uh, Adamus was the team MVP. I guess who else? Congratulations, you hit homers in the eighth inning. Down three. Here's your MVP I, award. I, I would have gone Urias, with Burns. Yeah. Urias, you want to trade Burns? No, no, no. I would have gone with Burns for team MVP. Oh, yeah. Well, you got – I think they separate pitchers. McCutcheon's yeah. gone. Yelich stinks. Renfro. Yeah, you're not getting 162 out of Renfro. Oh, Yelich is a key part of this team, Bart. He won a lot of games for him this year, he said. I, I oh, did hear Yelich that quote. Did. Yeah. Okay. All right. Look up Yelich's war. Look up his war. Wins above replacement. This is my actual favorite stat 
in all of baseball. There's all these new stats now, and I think that war is actually great. All right, a 2.7 war. So Christian Yelich won three. He was worth three games above a replacement level. So you could have the average person in the league. Instead, you had Yelich, and it got you three more wins. For $26 bucks. bargain of a deal. You know what? You know what they should do to Yelich, I should say? Hey, promo code BART and hope that Yelich gives 25% of that contract back. Exactly. All right, Timmy. I love you. Love you too, Bart. You out. I'm bringing Toby and Paul in. All right. Tell them I say hi and go Brewers 2023. This is the Bart Winkler Show, a part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Joining me now on the program is Paul Imig and Toby Altizer. Hi, guys. What's happening? This We're not going to start with a good morning? <laughs> well, we're already into the episode. Oh. Well, I, yeah, I just... This is just do you want one anyway? <laughs> you want one anyway? Yeah, I do, please, actually. There you go. Now I feel like we can start. All right. So uh, happy Wednesday to you guys. What a great slate of baseball yesterday. OMG. Um, and still thinking about, huh? There's baseball happening? I, dude, I'm like watching all the games. Half, Toby, half of your players from a year ago on, from the Nats are in the playoffs with other teams right now. No, I'm well aware. That's why I'm not watching it. It's depressing to think about. Hey, you won a World Series three years ago, man. Like, come on, get over it. I know. We yeah. won a World Series three years ago, and now we finished with the worst record in baseball. What but isn't a, that – I, mean, like, I saw your detour, but, like, isn't that, like, the – isn't that exactly what most Brewers fans would be totally cool with? Like, win a World Series, suck for a decade, and that's great. And we're, we That's what I it. want. Yeah. yeah, I want that. Toby, I envy how bad the Nationals are. (laughs) I envy how bad your team is. Yeah, I I I wish the Brewers were that bad. 
Because now you'll get no. the top pick in the draft. It's perfect. And it yeah. means uh, that you won. No, they have a draft lottery now, my friend. Yeah, for the top the five. The Brewers picks. actually have a point zero like three percent chance at the number one pick. This is obviously the first year of the lottery then. Right. I missed, I missed this. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the Nationals Maybe. have what percent chance? No idea. Yeah, Toby don't care. Toby's too busy trying to get Scott Turner fired. Scott, Ron, JDR, everyone. Carson. Uh, you're gonna you're gonna be uh sorry I can't get you credentialed for the Bears Commanders tomorrow night. Oh, I'll be there either way. Yeah, yeah. Toby, as someone who's been in the press box there, you don't wanna you pay the money, sit in the stands, don't watch <laughs> The Soldier Field press box is you don't you just don't want to be there. You just don't want to be there. I don't well, really it's fired up. Uh what's that? I don't know if I even really want to be there. It's gonna be like everyone was complaining about last Thursday's game, and now they gotta go watch the Bears and Commanders. So I mean I Dude, would the think the game will the- be fine. This this like Thursday night football thing. Nobody didn't watch that game last Thursday. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and and it's I not always, a Thursday thing. It's a Russell Wilson thing. And he's in primetime uh, for week six now. He's on Monday night. Well, and real quick, I felt like you, Bart. All these people, are, it's unwatchable. All the penalties on Monday and all the different uh, Sunday, Grady Jarrett, Monday with Chris Jones. It's becoming unwatchable and all this stuff. Yet everyone just kept watching the game. So whatever you say, like you could say it's unwatchable. You're still tuning in. Yeah, I we're not going anywhere. I it's whatever. Um, I haven't talked much about the Monday night game, Paul. I'm sure you've seen it by now. I, I have. Yep. <laughs> so I like that the Raiders went for two. No. I like I like when coaches try to win. I like when Bart goes on Twitter and fights with people over this topic. So <laughs> I'm, I'm indifferent on going for two or not going for two, but I just love that it creates. Yeah. Well, I also did some Bart fighting about Devante. Yeah. Um, I realize like some, some takes that I have don't play on Twitter. I can't, there's, there's no nuance, man. When are you going to understand this? You got to shoot videos or save it for your podcast. Like, I feel like Devonte Adams has the same sort of diva qualities in him as other receivers do. OBJ. I feel like, uh, we was a much worse rap. Yeah. I, I feel like being in green Bay, we never like, we never paid attention to it or we just pretended it wasn't there or, or what. I just, I feel like all receivers, like if you're a receiver, you're a guy who you're dependent on getting the ball from someone else. Like you go run, you go block, and then you're out there for 70 plays. And there's like maybe eight plays that you actually get to do your thing. And so I think a lot of these guys are like, I'm really good at those eight plays, make it 15 plays. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've, when I refer to Devante as having diva like qualities, I put that on Twitter late Monday and I was getting some weird ass responses. Like I was getting quote tweeted to death. Uh, someone called me racist. Um, and then, yeah, oh, sure. And then, uh, people were saying, this guy's name's Bart. Once I get this guy's name's Bart, then it gets, there's like this weird, uh, on Twitter, there's like this weird avenue you get sucked into where you just get quote tweeted to death. Uh, if you have a bad take. And so I just, I just didn't want to play with that. I also think that Devante regrets. And I think he regretted from the moment he left 
that he that he went to Green Bay. You know, he pushed this guy. That's the frustration that you never saw in Green Bay. But then also, um, the stuff he said about Derek Carr, where he was, it just felt like he was talking himself into the fact that he made the right decision. I think he regrets. I think he regrets leaving. I think he had the Packers were not going to give him the money that they ultimately did offer because it has since come out that the Packers matched what the Raiders were offering. Right. But I think Devante had already, he was, the decision was made. Right. And I think he almost would have felt, you know, like he was going back on his word to his friend, Derek Carr going back on his word. Like, so it was just too late, you know, like, but, but if he could have delayed the decision by a month, you know, which of course was not an option. He probably would have done it differently unless, you know, I mean, sometimes you do just have to see what's behind the other door. I you guess. Do. I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I, you know, like that's, that's a thing that a lot of people have. I, I am often in that camp. Like you just, you need to at least know. And then you're like, Oh yeah. Like the other thing was way better. Why did I make that decision? But I, I had to know he knows now. And He's one in four for the first time in his career. Um, I don't see it getting better for the Raiders. So there you, I mean, so now that he's, he has to live with it, but I do think if he could say, you know, Hey, Brian Gutekinst, who hopefully at some point, Bart, you'll be joined by Ryan Horvat, who has a very hot take on Brian Gutekinst that I've only heard the, you know, the, the text version of, I think Devontae would say, like, hey, Quay Walker and Devontae Wyatt to Oakland, not Oakland, to, to Vegas, to the Raiders, and I'm coming back to Green Bay. Like, I, I think he would love to propose that deal. I think Rodgers would, Aaron Rodgers would love to propose that deal, too. Oh, well, for sure. And, and one thing, too, that got pointed out was like the whole process with Devontae, him talking about all this stuff. He never really mentioned winning, it was about his stats, but I think he just, assumed going there he'd win yeah and now he's losing football games and he's like you know what getting the stats and winning was really what i liked and now i'm here getting stats but not winning and it really sucks because i mean a one and four in that division they could already be out of playoff contention five weeks into the season and Devonte hasn't really had to deal with that before where he's going to be getting into november and december and none of the games matter mm-hmm so just looking at his stats, um, the first week he was targeted 17 times. Jeez. <laughs> and then the week after that, he was targeted only seven times, finished two for 12 with a touchdown uh, against Tennessee, 10 targets, 13 targets, and then seven targets. Last night uh, was But seven. then again, in Green Bay, the first five weeks were 7, 9, 18, 11, 16. There was there – I, I think that – he is still getting targeted. He's also, but he's not getting the same amount of catches. Well, yeah, it's Derek ten two five nine three against five eight twelve six eleven for the first five last year. So, you know, and again, when you're a receiver, unless you're Christian Watson, where they treat you like you're Tyler Irvin, when you're a receiver, you only get the ball if you get it thrown to you. And I think that sometimes for wide receivers, look how good I am. But I can like some of these running backs are no good. They get the ball 20 times. Some of these receivers are great. You get it three, four times. Mm -hmm. Well, and the weird part about the Raiders, too, is like you'd assume, 
All right, if Devontae's not getting it, well, in Green Bay, he was kind of the only option. So they've got Darren Waller. They've got Hunter Renfro. And Waller hadn't done a whole lot this year. And Renfro's done next to nothing. Obviously, he's been injured. It's been Devontae and Matt Collins getting a lot of the stuff. It's just (laughs) so odd that you think, all right, well, if you've got nothing and everyone's getting hurt or they're not producing at the level, you just go to the guy that you traded all those picks for, and they're still not going to him like the Packers would have if he were still in Green Bay. And I think it's frustrating him a little bit. And I think your take on Twitter, Bart, saying that Devontae kind of is a grass is greener on the other side or I want to be elsewhere kind of guy, I think that's him. And he wanted to be in Vegas. Now he's in Vegas, and he wishes he was back in Green Bay. That question's yeah. got me. I, w- I would assume a reporter will ask him a variation. We'll I think I deleted that one. <laughs> one of the several you deleted. I do think a reporter I mean, will. A, a reporter will or should ask Devontae that question. Like after after the events of the Monday Night Football game and the push and the one and four record, it should be asked. I think it will be asked. Like you still feel you made the right decision coming here. He's gonna say all the right. Things. Well, he'll get like defense. He'd get defensive about it. He'd be like, oh, yeah, "Absolutely, why? Why would you? Why would you?" Well, fine, but now, but no, I, I think the, the shove, is he's gonna be on his best behavior. He's gonna, he's gonna really, be, I think, more thoughtful, and he's, he's gonna bring his best self after that because I do think Devonte was rightfully embarrassed by what he did i mean forget the embarrassment of like the football record which is whatever but i don't i don't we don't ever actually know these people like even when you cover the team like you don't really really know them for the most part but i i don't think that's in his character i'm sure he's embarrassed by what happened um he commented on it after the game he went on his social media to to talk about it and um it doesn't change what he did but you know I, i don't i don't think He's that he can be a diva, but think, also not a guy. Who, I don't think. Think, think he can he can be a diva, Bart. To your point, but and also not be a guy who shoves photojournalists. Yeah. So there's there's a a line there. Have you said all you want to say about Devonte, and we can rock and roll with some. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh yeah, uh, do that. That's, I totally forgot. Did you forget this? <laughs> one over yeah. While Toby sits in his car waiting for his tea time. Yeah. I got a while. We're good. All right. Good. All right, I I assume we start Packers, right? Sure. I mean, I do yeah. I do have some like NBA and some MLB, but we start. I I really want to talk about yesterday's playoff games and the the game ones of the. Mm-hmm. So I want to hit on that in depth, especially what happened in the sixth and seventh of that game. Yeah, <sighs> my gosh, the the managerial decisions that were made, <laughs> unbelievable. You'd think that they would know better. Clownsville would have done better. The they's and the who's and the, are all vague because you can plug it in for whichever game might have been relevant for. Should I just start getting up at three thirty in the morning and recording? No, I actually I kind of enjoy the bit that like you, you <laughs> like you and the guests half pretend that it's not the day that it is. It's kind of a fun, <laughs> a fun recurring thing. I think people enjoy it. I'm just trying all to right. put out good quality content. <laughs> You're doing right. Convenient to my schedule. Paul is sabotaging the whole of thing. which a, a schedule that I don't have. <laughs> yeah, your schedule that you make up on your own. Okay, we're going to start Packers. More like, so I'm going to give you two scenarios. Of course, there are more than these two scenarios. But I'm going to say, if one of these two scenarios play out, the Packers win the Super Bowl or the Packers miss the playoffs, 
the more likely thing to happen between those two outcomes, the more likely thing winning the Super Bowl or, or missing the playoffs is that the Packers miss the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Or mm-mm. Bart Winkler. Well, I'd say let's see what happens uh, if we lose to the Jets, but how dare I manifest <laughs> that. I would say – I'm going to say mm-mm. Very good question. Thank you. Uh, the Packers missing the playoffs it seems to be a worry that a lot of people are having. I still think that this is a Super Bowl – like this is a team capable of winning the Super Bowl. I don't think it's the best team they've ever had, but I think it's that – It's a team capable of missing the playoffs too. It, it is. Yeah. It is. And I want to see now how are they going to respond because I think that coming into this weekend against the Jets, it seems like, all right, the the Packers have you know been in these kind of situations before where they lose and then they just – rip off a bunch of wins even after week one then they ripped off a bunch of wins and you would think that the jets are an inferior opponent uh i did tweet and uh keep up that the headlines already written itself if the packers come back from london and lose jet lag packers fall to new york you should sell that by the way to like the new york post because i heard you say that and it's it's very good yeah well i'm good at writing headlines you're good at making them too, according yeah. to news, according to Newsweek. <laughs> I was in Newsweek for my Bobby Wagner take. Yeah, according to what did they call what did they call you? Sports po- podcasting sports podcaster, sports podcaster. Oh man, is that what I am though? Just stuck to a podcaster now. Yeah, like you were talking about grass is greener. Like I used to be like, oh, wouldn't it be cool if I didn't have the four hour show every day? It's not cool. <laughs> I missed it. This take, this Bobby Wagner take from basement dweller Bart Winkler. <laughs> <laughs> from, uh, yeah, from Coming Buffalo to you live Park. from his sump pump. <laughs> right down here. Um, no, but I I, I I, do wonder, like, this is a big test for Lafleur. I've talked a lot about Rodgers this week, but this is a big test for Lafleur. It's a big test, obviously, for their defense. The defense, which can play really well, but then also decides to just let the other team do whatever they want in the second half for some reason. And I want to see what, you know, I want to see if I need LeFleur to prove this week that he's a good coach because we all think he is, but is he, I need, I need him to prove that he's a good coach. I need them to come out with a game plan that's well executed and, and win this game against one of his buddies. I still think that they are more likely to win the Super Bowl than to uh, not make the playoffs. If they lose to the Jets, then we can have that conversation again. Question number two, Toby, before I go, if the Packers lose, it's totally Jair Alexander's fault for manifesting it. Mm-hmm. Or mm-mm. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> if I'm All Jair, right. I, dude, I'm telling Rodgers, like, don't bring me up like that. Um, did, did, did Schneidman do Jair dirty, or was that above board? Um, I don't know. I know you have some biases here, but. Well, I just don't like the guy. Well, I never met him. Right. Yeah. But you know what, I, I, I say I don't like these people. You never met them. When I meet them, I always end up liking them. Yeah. Yeah. We always end up getting along. And so do you want me to book Schneidman for the show? Do you oh, still do that for me? If you wanted, I could. Well, Bart is unable to do it because he's blocked. Yeah. So, <laughs> and unless I would you like know, to go on some sort of, uh, not apology tour, but I would like to discuss with people stuff i'd yeah, love to have a zabin on 
I'd love to chop it up with Wildy. I saw you hit up Zabin with a quote tweet. He wanted to know why the Raiders went for two. I said, give me a buzz. Did, did that three. get deleted or did you keep that one? I kept that one up, but I never got a buzz. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> not, not yet. It's only Wednesday right now. Wink, wink. Yeah. Uh, Toby, the two possible outcomes, of course, there are more than that. Packers win the Super Bowl. Packers miss the playoffs. The more likely scenario of the two is that the Packers miss the playoffs. Mm-hmm or mm-mm. Mm-mm, no, I think Bart hit on the reasons why I think the Packers will make the playoffs. And I'll look at the Super Bowl route that you brought up. Who are the best teams in the NFC? Like, the Eagles are good. As much as I hate to say it, Jalen Hurts has taken a huge step this year. So they're a legitimate threat in the NFC. The Rams, the Packers could beat the Rams. Both those teams look like garbage right now. The Buccaneers, they don't look like a huge contender right now i think the super bowl winner is going to come out of the afc so when you look at the nfc if the packers can make it in even if they don't look like the packers of the last couple years that won 13 games even if they only win 10 or 11 or even sneak in with nine or whatever the case may be they'll still have a chance to make the super bowl because the teams in the nfc they'll be going up against outside of the eagles don't look like Super Bowl caliber teams in the NFC right now. Maybe that changes. Maybe the Packers get in stride. Maybe the Buccaneers get things figured out. Maybe the Rams get it going again. But as of right now, I mean, the Packers are one of the seven best teams in the NFC, so they'll get in the playoffs. And, I mean, outside of Philadelphia, who do you think could even get out of the NFC at this point? It's kind of a crapshoot. Well, once you get in, who knows? All right, so let me hit you with this. More likely scenario, the Packers make the Super Bowl or the Vikings make the Super Bowl? Who? Make the Super Bowl. Represent the NFC in the Super Bowl. I almost want to say Vikings at this point. I I, I mean, five weeks in, that has to be the answer, right? Well, yeah, the Vikings, I'm... I think they're more like, even with a new coach, I don't know. They know what they are. They and they've they've got a quarterback that'll get it to their receivers. Yeah, they've got running backs that they will employ and use. Mm-hmm. They're you know still always overrated on defense, but uh, I, like I mean, that, I, I like I, that Darius is still doing the thing where he goes down and it looks like crawl. it's a season ender, and then he gets a sack two plays later. Well, I will say this, I. I knew during the Smith brothers running Green Bay that Zadarius was the better Smith, but I did. I thought the injury that Zadarius had, I didn't think he'd be this good again in his career. And he's, I've not like seen his pro football focus stat numbers, but I've watched a good deal of Vikings, and he's he's really good. Zadarius Smith is, which, when I mean, has Preston Smith like? Is it just me? I, again, I'm not looking at their pro football focus rankings. Preston's been like. I don't know. Is it fine? I guess. The thing with Preston. Maybe fine. Is like one year, whether it like his rookie year, he was good. Then second and third year, he disappeared. Then fourth year was good again. Got a contract in Green Bay. Was good his first year. Terrible for two years. Contract year or whatever. Another good year. Then now he's got some security. He's just disappeared again. I forgot that you've had the entire Preston Smith experience. Yeah, I've always enjoyed like. I think he's a really good run defender, and I don't think he gets the recognition for that. But I didn't pay you as an edge guy to be a good run defender. I need you to make some effect in the passing game. And with Joe Barry not sending a blitz, 
Rashawn Gary's an incredible edge defender, and he's getting up there in one of those top echelons of edge rushers. So Preston Smith should be getting all the opportunities to rush the passer on the other side, and he's just not getting home at this point. Yeah. So let's go. Let's go through. So the Packers are three and two, seventh place in the NFC. Everyone behind them is two and three or worse. So which of these teams, if let's say, let's play out the scenario where the Packers miss the playoffs, which means one of the following teams has to surpass them. Who is it? Rams two and three saints, two and three Cardinals, two and three bears, two and three Falcons, two and three Seahawks, two and three. I will not include the one and four Panthers lions or commanders, but let's say the Packers miss the playoffs. It's because who passed them Rams, saints, Cardinals, bears, Falcons, Seahawks. Well, you got to go Rams. Yeah, Rams easy, but then okay. out of the other ones. So we're, are you just totally out on Arizona? I know, Bart, you're very anti-Kyler, but. Kyler hasn't completed a pass more than uh, 30 yards this season. Yeah, I think. Cliff, he's about, he's uh, about to get DeAndre Hopkins back. Maybe, but I don't know. I think that offense kind of gone stale. I mean, last year they got off to a hot start and then limped into the finish. Are they going to do the opposite this year and get things going? at the end of October or something. I don't know. I'm not on the Cardinals. And then those other teams, I don't necessarily see going. Like, I'm kind of surprised. I honestly thought the Bears would only win two or three games all year. So They, they still might. And they're at a point now where, I mean, they're still at least somewhat relevant. <clears throat> the Saints are a little bit surprising. Yeah. The Seahawks actually look decent with Geno Smith. But yeah. I don't see any of those teams surpassing the Packers. Yeah, so uh, so I will I will finalize it and, and make it a a chorus of mm-hmm or of mm-hms that the most likely scenario between win the Super Bowl or miss the playoffs is it miss the playoffs? Mm-mm, no, it they're more likely to win the Super Bowl than miss the playoffs because I do think again the Rams could get hot. I mean, there's always the Super Bowl hangover that everybody talks about, but yeah, other than the Rams, who is going to pass them? And by the way, even the teams above them, like. Is Tampa like who's three and two? San Francisco who's three and two? I think Tampa. They feel like they're they feel like they're playing at like fifty percent. Like they're just kind of going through the motions. But and I guess maybe kind of going back to our question from last week, if you were a Buccaneers fan, are you encouraged that they're three and two despite playing at fifty percent? Yeah, I think Tampa can be a lot better than this. Yeah. Oh, doubt. Brady yeah. looks like half in right now. Well, it probably is at best half in right now. Uh, yeah, I have okay. a uh, voicemail I do want to play. All right. This is from Ron in Rome. Ooh, Ron. Hi, Bart. This is Ron from Rome. We went to London. We didn't have tickets, and we didn't buy them because I went to the game on Sunday when we played the Patriots, and Aaron had an 11 passer rating, so I figured we might lose. And as soon as I saw them complete the third and 13, I knew we were going to lose. So um only bright silver lining is I we went to London. It's a great city. People should go there. It's a lot of fun. But I saved all that money on tickets. So thank you. Bye. What? Went all the way to London but didn't go to the game. I mean, that's interesting. Yeah. There's a lot of other things going on. Like I, I said this, the Packers did a really good job with all the events and really gave me some fumble for not being there. But you got to go to the game. You got to go to the game. You're there. I mean, even if it's like nosebleed seats, you got to go. You went all the way there. All right, Packers topic number two. To that game. I mean, they were pricey. Like, like what would like if you said? I just want to get in. I just want to get in the door. I need two tickets just to get in like, the door. I don't care where five, I sit. 
500 pounds. So what is what is that real? Like what, what is the Each? rate? It's like 600 bucks to get in, yeah. For real? Yeah, from what I saw. Yeah, maybe I would have saved my money. If it you was six hundred dollars just to and how what was the attendance? How big is the stadium? Oh, sure. it's like eighty, I think. Eighty thousand? Okay. All so right. did I tell you guys, I think I'm I'm gonna drive to Buffalo. Ooh. Oh about what sixteen hours, probably seventeen hours. Ten. No. The Buffalo are you, cu- are you cutting through Canada? No. That's a real question, actually, because you could go right through yeah, well, my buddy lives in Cleveland. Oh, so I'm yeah. Gonna, so I'm going to get him. And then uh, I thought about flying into Cleveland, driving with him, and then on Monday, driving to Cleveland and then flying out Cleveland to Milwaukee at like four. <sighs> no. But if I'm going to do that, I might as well just drive. Yeah. By the way, not that I should have doubted you, but yeah, it is only 10 hours. I'm, I'm When I think New York, I guess I just think – Manhattan, and I've done that drive. Yeah, yeah this is you know that's that's an that's an easy drive. Like ten hours is not a big. I mean, I'm a, I've done many cross country driving road trips in my life, so to me, it's nothing. That's that's. Are you gonna do it yourself? Uh, I would do it with a friend there and then alone back. And but you'll you won't come back immediately after the gate. You'll sleep and rest and then drive ten hours. Yeah. I mean, we would probably wake up and leave around eight. But you okay? But you will have rested. Yeah. I'm more hungover right now than I will be for that <laughs> game. Yeah, I was gonna say, how much are you partying with Bills Mafia before the game, or after? Extensively. <laughs> are you going there expecting a Packers loss? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Here's the next Packers one. So I'm gonna give you some scenarios, right? Where it's like you you can have one change. For the Packers, one you get you like you get one change, but it's not like the change is that they win the game. The change is that Rodgers plays better. It's like more of a personnel-based thing where you are actually Brian Gutekinds or Lafleur, and you can actually do something. You can make a signing. You can change a thing. You can whatever, right? That one thing that you would do, you can only do one all year, and you have to do it now. You're three and two, and it's like you, you can use it now or it goes away. It expires before the week six kickoff against the Jets. You did get, get to it already. Jeez. <laughs> this requires a setup. That one thing is you would, in fact, fire Joe Barry right now. Mm-hmm. Or mm-mm, that that would be your one thing. Bart Winkler. Ooh, so I was thinking you were going to ask sign Odell Beckham. It was, I almost did. So that was probably like my, one of the three versions that I was considering. Which, of course, you can say as your response. Yeah, I would fire Joe Barry. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Joe Barry, see, when he came here, remember, he wasn't good. Yeah. <laughs> when he came here, the Packers, like, PR release didn't really say any of his stats because he was, like, 32nd in the league as a coordinator. <laughs> yeah. The stat they included was something about how they were third in the league in forced fumbles. Yeah, <laughs> in 2016 or something. Um, Joe Barry's, from all that we know, he's not a good coordinator. He was a guy that filled a role. Yeah. They had three guys. They went with Barry. The other two must have said no. They did. Uh, the and, then, and then they went with the other guy. They went with 
Barry, it's the same thing. Remember, this is how Lafleur got hired. Lafleur got hired. They interviewed all these different people. Lafleur was the last interview that they had scheduled. That's different, though. He wasn't the last choice. Joe Barry was the last choice. Matt Lafleur was just the last interview. There's a difference. Yeah, but they had already passed on everybody else. I think. No, they hadn't. I don't know. I no, the, expe- the expectation from Mark Murphy was that they were going to go back and do second interviews, and then they're going to narrow it down. But they were just so blown away by Lafleur. That right, and then we heard how great of an interview he was, and then they didn't let him talk at the press conference. <laughs> your, boy, <laughs> your boy, Mark. By the way, has evil Mark Murphy not been on the pod yet? Ooh, he hasn't. What? I mean, that, that's he needs to come back. It was your best segment, other than mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a very polarizing segment. A lot of people also did not like it. They hated evil Mark Murphy. No, yeah, like, like, who, like, name names. Uh, Stargazer 35B on Twitter with the egg profile picture. <laughs> um, no, really, they, they were OB. like, you know. <laughs> and no, I love that segment. I loved that segment. Well, I got his last QA. I, I haven't used any music, I don't know what music I can use. The but only music much that I use is on my keyboard. So, can you, can you like backdrop what, what's on oh, nice part? My Sheeran t shirt. <laughs> I don't know. All, all you really know. need, Bart, is the ha 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 or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you went to London. Yeah, you spent all your money, and we lost the game. I won't. I won't. Do you feel that. from uh, this? Is what I said, and I'll reiterate. I feel like the Packers did an incredible job of of making it feel like it was a big deal. It was to be celebrated. They included everybody. I think they did a great job bringing the sites to us if we weren't there. I also feel like the Packers were like, we're doing this. Never send us back here. Yeah. <laughs> they did all the touristy things. They did all of that as like, this is this is a one-time thing. We'll pull the all the stops the, for you. This one the time. team and the players definitely gave the vibe that you're discussing. I think like, marketing people and everybody like they did a really good job i think lafleur set the vibe early on that like this sucks and we're gonna take we're gonna hurry we're gonna hurry home right after the game win or lose and i don't want to be here even like rasul douglas do you see his comments last week about he was like because he's he had done two london games prior and he's like oh this is it's the worst talk about manifesting rasul where you at aaron is it that bad? What is it? A six-hour flight? Well, like Rasul's comments were something like, "We don't. They don't allow us to sightsee. We just have to sit in our rooms. Oh. It's a longer like." So he was like, well, what, "What was what, Rogers doing? He was around petting dogs." Maybe uh, Rasul's former teams didn't give the same opportunities. So, you, so your one Packers move, Bart, is yeah. They won't fire Joe Barry. They won't. I'm not do saying it. they will, but like you get one wish and you get it right now, and it expires at the end of the week. That's what you would do. Matt LaFleur knows that Joe Barry's not the answer. I think he does know that. He again, he was his third choice. But they won't they won't do it. It's not every day that you just have a guy with a similar sounding W last name sitting in the producer's booth so that when the one guy moves to Kansas City, you're just like, okay, I guess like that guy. That's what happened here. Yeah, and I neither was neither away, of those scenarios no worked out. There's no potential with Barry. We know what he is. Yeah, yeah I, I feel bad. Like Toby had to deal with all these Preston Smith years. Now he has to deal with all of these Joe Barry years. 
uh, Toby, I think I heard your answer as well, but you get one move, you got to do it right now, and that one move you're going to do this year before it expires at the end of the week. It's not sign Odell. It's not make a trade. It's 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 firing Joe Barry. Mm-hmm or mm-mm. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I mean, we th- this offense is frustrating, very much so, but we also kind of expected this, right? There are going to be ups and downs. They're going to have to figure it out, and it's five weeks into the season. They still haven't necessarily figured everything out on offense. That's not surprising. The defense has all this talent on it, and yet they continue to let subpar teams move the ball up and down the field. And I don't really care about all these stats where, oh, well, the Packers have given up the fifth fewest passing yards. and all. Well, yeah, because they give up a lot of yards on the ground. I mean, it, things go hand in hand. And I think what's so frustrating with Joe Barry is he might be a good coach in his scheme, but that scheme clearly doesn't fit the personnel that you have on this football team right now. Never blitzing, playing a lot of zone coverage so you don't give up big plays. Jair's a man-to-man corner. Eric Stokes is a man-to-man corner. Rasul might fit into that system, and yet you took him out of the role he kind of played last year, and so he's struggling a little bit this year. I just don't think that these players are being used to their max potential. And a lot of that goes to Joe Barry. So absolutely, I'd get rid of There's him. There's so much talent. There's so much talent. There, it, when I just read the names of the defense, it's like, man. And if you can't, it's one thing if you can't get the most out of it, but he's like made them worse. Yeah. Who do we think would take over? So here are the other defense. Sorry, I was just looking at the uh, box score between the Bucks and the Bulls, a great preseason matchup last night in Chicago. I was just kind of calling oh, over man. that. Last night, Tuesday night? Yeah, last night was Tuesday who, night. Who led the Bucks in scoring? God, who didn't? <laughs> <laughs> so here's the oh, other pack. Uh, I did, I also, I did like. Middleton okay. was back? Huh? Middleton came back and, and led the team in scoring? So while some of these preseason <laughs> games are not getting in-depth coverage, uh, fear not, for most, uh, for the, for the, a lot of Bucks games. I'll, I'm going to do. I'm going to do a show after the, the game. Okay. So like next Thursday, Bucks at Sixers. You know the Friday show is not just going to be me and Horvat talking picks. It'll be, it'll be Bucks Nets. Okay. So I'm I'm going to be doing some Bucks post games. I like, live? live. Yeah. On the mm-hmm. YouTube. Yep. Okay. Uh, I thought that was a big deal. I don't know. I, it was a big deal. I, I, didn't, I didn't hear any music, so it's hard to know how big of a deal it is because there wasn't like a breaking sound news effect. sound effect or any music to accompany it. Can you bust out your Casio keyboard and, and hit us with something? Yeah. While Bart stands up and walks away. Toby, here's like, would Jerry Gray take over as defensive coordinator? It's, he's the defensive backs passing game coordinator. Is it Jerry, Jerry Gray? could have been the coordinator. Yeah, probably Jerry Gray. Jerry Gray, right? By the way, while Bart gets that queued up, Toby, I don't know if you're going to be able to see this, and obviously people listening won't be able to. So all of the – here's my preface. All of the Packers coaches are smiling in their profile pictures. Here's Rich Bisaccia. <laughs> <laughs> He's like total mugshot. Like, like, what do you need me for? I have to stand here and do what now? <laughs> Every other coach – like Lafleur. here. Look at this Lafleur picture. And if everyone has to go to Packers.com, like Lafleur. Well, floor is just a total stud. All right, Bart, go. Breaking news. <laughs> I'm going to be live after Bucks Nets 
on YouTube. <laughs> Not the preseason game tonight. The season opener next week. Amazing. Sounds like a Star Wars movie. It definitely said an outer space vibe for sure. All right, I know well, how to now play I, a little bit of clocks. For what it's worth, I do now know that it's a big deal that you're doing Bucks post game because I'm done. This is Can not. You hit me like a, do you know how to play? Um, oh, chopsticks. No, that was actually like on the fly props for like having that much in you. I took piano lessons in sixth grade and I quit because my friends were all playing guitar and they had already progressed to like where they knew Beatles. And I was like, I want to play Beatles. And she's like, we have to, we have to learn doggy went to the river trail and we have to learn all these songs. And I'm like, I want to, I want to play, I want to play yesterday. That's how you sounded at age 12. She's like, we have to play hot cross buns. You don't even understand like what the keys are yet. You can't just play, let it be. I want to play the, I want to play Sergeant Peppers, Mrs. Lady. I want to play the white elbow, Mrs. Lady. You also had Mrs. Lady as your piano teacher too. I did. She was the best that Wisconsin had to offer in the nineties. Mrs. Lady. Well, it was either her or Mrs. Woman. Mrs. Woman. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Um, Packers, they get the one move, fire Joe Barry. Hey, when you were in elementary school, did you have, uh, there was always like the principal and the nurse and the head custodian. And then there was always like this 70 year old woman that was just the school grandma. (laughs) Did you have that? I didn't. No. Not Not that I remember. They're like, are you okay? Do you want to go have a visit with grandma? And then you would like, go in the room and do stickers. And she'd like, or you could win like, you know, time with 15 minutes with grandma for like, like, like that was weird, I guess. <laughs> Seven minutes with grandma. What was it? 15? It was like free time with grandma. Yeah. Hanging out. I want to know how much, what percent of that story was real. Like, did you have like a grandma at your elementary school? Yeah. Um, and, and the kids wanted to hang out with her or just you did, or what was this? I don't know. There was, there was a old lady that was in our building that was referred to as grandma. Really? <laughs> yeah. Okay. What elementary school Fond du Lac? What was there just one Fond du Lac elementary school? Come on dog. There's like 15. No. Final X have 50,000 people in. There's not so one Sheboygan and there weren't 15 elementary schools. There's at least 10. There are not 10 public. Shagwin Roberts, Lakeshore Pyre, Evans, uh, Parkside, Rosano is where I went. What were the five. That's a Chagwin, reasonable number. Shagwin, no, there was 10. No, there weren't. Shagwin, Lakeshore. Yeah, because then I went and cleaned carpets at him one summer. I was a Fond du Lac guy. Part of your community service? Waters. Did I say Waters? 
I don't know. Rosano Waters, Lakeshore, Parkside, Evans, Pyre, Riverside, Chegwin. Let's move on. I'll be damned. I just looked up Sheboygan. And there, there are 10 elementary schools, public elementary schools in Sheboygan. Yeah, I stand corrected. Because it's also a 50,000 person. How many do you think are in Milwaukee? Like four? I have no idea. I didn't. It's easier East, to like. North, West, South? I was wrong. I will move on. I can't vouch for Fond du Lac, but I'm surprised that there were 10. That seems like a lot. Okay. Um, so the one thing the Packers get to do, they sign OBJ or make a big trade or fire Joe Barry. They're not even going to sign OBJ because it's like, they're just too safe. OBJ is going to go back to the Rams, right? Well, in, unless they're like, because he's not going to come back till mid-November. So what if they're three and six? He won't want to go there. Yeah, but they're not going to be three and six. And they're, I mean, they're two and three now. Um, I think, uh, man, firing a defensive coordinator five games in when you're above 500 is. They would be better if he wasn't the defensive coordinator, but yeah. also doing it. So, okay. You know what? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what they should do. Okay. All right. Last one on Packers. We've been doing this for 40 minutes and we have two topics in. So <laughs> Bart, I heard, which is probably good. I kind of, you know, it's, it's nice to be a bit loosely structured. Bart, I heard Horvat mention this on last Friday's episode, and I thought about it some more, and it was this idea of Jamal Williams or A.J. Dillon, both of whom are very good, both of whom are very likable, right? I think we all agree on that. The problem here, so Jamal Williams got like $3 million from the Lions, nothing. Like, chump change in the NFL standard of, of salary cap. He got no, it wasn't about the money. Jamal Williams got no money from the Lions, just whatever was left, I think he's paying Seriously, like it's it's he's not paid well. Jamal Williams is it. It reminds me of a great Andrew Brandt story. He's like, hey, our signing bonus is a thousand dollars. And I only have to give like, you I only, I, I only got two hundred. And and he's like, No, we pay you. <laughs> uh. <laughs> it was a good story the first time. It is a good story. And then by the 14th consecutive year, it had maybe lost its luster. Um, so here's the thing with A.J. Dillon versus Jamal Williams. If they had signed Jamal Williams, it's not just that you don't – it's not that you just don't have A.J. Dillon anymore, but you have Jamal – is you have that second-round pick back, right? So here's my question for you. You get A.J. Dillon or you get Jamal Williams plus you get your second-round pick back that you use on A.J. Dillon, right? Because if you just re-sign Jamal – That's no brainer. That's an easy one, Jamal. So, so then, okay. So, I want to go back to the 2020 draft. Jordan Love. And why do we AJ, draft Devontae Wyatt if we're not going to play him? He's not even active. Did, did you know he wasn't even active in week five in London? Why did they take that Carla Fittis guy or whatever? Carla Fittis. Okay, so care. I just so saw someone tweet about it. So, Carla Fittis. <laughs> Carl, 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 Carly Lloyd. Sure. Um, so it, okay, so let's just say we, we agree that, right, you'd rather have Jamal Williams and the second-round pick back than you would have – this isn't even like a discredit to A.J. Dillon. So going back to the 2020 draft, and, and maybe Bart this will play nicely into your conversation where Horvat talks about Gudekinst. The 2020 draft started with Jordan Love, 
AJ Dillon, and again, AJ Dillon, good player. We love him. Good guy, like all this stuff. But you could have just re-signed Jamal Williams for pennies. And then Josiah DeGuara, your boy. So like that the first three rounds of the 2020 draft could not have possibly been worse. Mm-hmm or mm-mm. I, I guess, I mean, mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, Jordan Love, again, I, I'm – I want to know what these games look like. I said this. I'm not trying to rush Rodgers out of there, but I I would like to see what they look like with I'm just curious to know. That was a even if Jordan Love becomes a Hall of Fame quarterback, that was a bad pick with how it played out. It's been three years and they haven't used them. Who could you have got like who could you have gotten to make an impact in that time? T Higgins. T Higgins. Yeah. Well, and that's one thing that I don't like that we do with sports. And, you know, you can look at the two. And point then DeGuara, yeah, DeGuara. You, you you can look at the two-point conversion on Monday to your point, Bart. Like, if the, if the Raiders converted that two-point conversion, Josh McDaniels is a genius. Since he didn't yeah. get it, everyone's hating on him. The Jordan Love pick. If he ends up being a Hall of Fame quarterback, Packers fans are going to come back and say, oh, my gosh, I can't believe we were smart enough to draft him in the first round. Look how smart we were. You're right. Even if he turns out to be some stud that follows and makes it three Hall of Fame quarterbacks in a row for the Packers, if he's still here, it doesn't make it a good draft pick. They ended up wasting that first rounder. The second rounder is a great point by Paul that you could have had whoever it may have been that they decided to pick because you would have just kept Jamal Williams for a cheap salary. And you'd already seen what Jamal and Aaron Jones could do together. And don't forget that they basically drafted A.J. Dillon in the second round to not use him for his entire rookie season because they still had Jamal. So you could have got Here, someone we got, uh, Just well, ridiculous. I got Tony in Texas live. Whoa. Hey. Tony. Hey, Bart. Hey, Bart. I'm hey, recording with Paul and, uh, and uh, Toby. Hey, Toby. Hey, Paul. Hey, have you guys uh, talked about Devontae yet? Yeah. So, are we glad he's gone or what? I don't no. know. I said that he no. was a diva, and someone called me a racist. <laughs> oh, come it on. Tony? It was probably Tony. <laughs> no, it was. Oh, come on. No, I mean, you had to let him go. You had to let him go. You couldn't afford it. But no one's talking about MVS. Yeah, he had MVS. a nice night, too, the other night. I do he not. I'm so, I, I don't care. was becoming a really good player. No one's talked no. about MVS losing that guy. No, losing MVS. Come on. No, well, you, you know, MVS, I'm so glad he's not here. What's he getting, 10 a year? No no chance I'm paying no. MVS. Well, take away the money. I'm just saying from a, a pure talent standpoint on the field. No, I, I was not Watson. an MVS guy. I'll take Watson. They just need to use him. Agree. But but what about these deep balls? They're not connecting with Rodgers. They would connect on some of these. They never connected... MVS and Rodgers had the worst. Yes, chemistry. they did. Come on, Toby. Well, Look at least when Rodgers threw the MVS, like MVS dropped it. Right now, <laughs> uh, Rodgers isn't even throwing it close to these guys. Last year, MVS and Rodgers were never on the same page. Yeah. I'm very Everybody was on the same page as much as me and your buddy Bodie. <laughs> oh, you and I are probably uh, both on the same page on that one. Bodie and Cone Roller are digging up tweets of mine from 2015 when I was like, they got too much time on their hands. I was like, run the ball here. And they're like, now you want to run? Winkler. <laughs> <What the fuck? laughs> 
<laughs> you just want to have a damn talk show and you're bringing up all this past like you're running for president. I know. What the hell? Run for president, Bart. Well, anyway. I might just not abort him. <laughs> well, hopefully the pod's going well today. I just wanted to bring up that MVS point. No one's talking about that. Pod's going terrible. You actually just saved it. <laughs> I was fine with the initial part of your call, Tony, but then the MVS stuff. Come on. No, yeah, stop. No MVS. They need a deep threat, Paul. Christian Watson is a much, much, much better version of it if they can just yeah. use him. Have to actually use him. He, he can't stand a field, it looks like. It looks like he's soft. I don't know. Not ready. He is hurt too much. He's got to get over the, the injuries. All right, Tony. All right, Bart, have a great show. Talk to you soon. Thanks for calling. Thanks, buddy. Bye. Tony in Texas. Now, he called the uh, what's set up as the voicemail line, 402-915-BART. 402-915-2278. That is also listed in my Twitter bio at WinksThinks, so mm. you can leave voicemails throughout the show. That's also how you heard from Ron in Rome earlier today, but we happen to be recording live, so we took Tony live. Well said. So we'll just conclude this Jamal Williams, A.J. Dillon thing. Uh, and I do want to hear <clears throat> more thoughts on it if you have them. But, yeah, the 2020 draft, which, by the way, we need to remember. <clears throat> and I've mentioned this before. I just think it's so important. For the first time in NFL history, that draft was conducted from each individual coach and executive's individual homes. They weren't in the same room. The whole thing was, of course, very, very weird. And I believe that they just were ill-prepared for this virtual draft that was what led to rogers not being contacted i think if they were all in the same room and you had 15 people saying we're gonna draft jordan love someone in that room that real in room would have said someone should call rogers let rogers know but when you're all just virtual in your own space and you have your kids running through your bonus room as you're trying to do your nfl draft as an executive of a team or a coach of a team anyway so yes i i think it's like a very very obvious call that regardless of how good aj Dillon is Jamal Williams for pennies plus getting your second round pick back was the better of the two options, especially because yeah. again, the revisionist history is, is one thing because AJ Dillon's been a very productive player who needs the ball more, by the way, Matt LaFleur, Aaron Rodgers, given the ball more, but he was not supposed to be a second round pick. No, like those pro football focus dudes who were wrong laughed at A.J. Dillon being a second. Like, like, he's a seventh-round guy. They were wrong. He, he's, he's not a seventh-round guy. But he was drafted as high. A.J. Dillon was drafted as high as he possibly could have been drafted. Okay. Uh, Bart, do you want to go to Draymond, Wembenyama, or Brewers? Ugh. Well, we already did Brewers today with Timmy. Uh. I don't want to talk about Draymond. Little Victor action. Yeah, let's talk about this guy who was on a G League game that like the whole world watched for some reason, except for me. I didn't I, watch. I, I DVR'd it. I watched both games. Why? How did you guys even know it was on? You got to follow the right NBA people on Twitter, and they said set your DVR as they're playing at one p.m. on Thursday and at six p.m. on Tuesday or whatever it was. I knew it was on. I'm your NBA guy though. So, okay, so here, here's what I want to tell you. So, Victor Wambanyama, if you haven't seen, at least seen the clips, he's seven foot five, seven foot six, plays like Kevin Durant offensively, 
is Rudy Gobert protecting the rim. The most obvious number one pick, the, the best prospect since LeBron James. So let's just cross since LeBron Who James said that if he was in the draft with LeBron, LeBron would go too. I don't, I didn't hear that, but there are people who say smart NBA people who say when I say this in my head all the time. This is my first time saying it out loud. When the Nyama, you want to talk to Cone Roller quick? Sure. Cone. Oh, hold on. Cone. Cone. Can you hear me? Yeah. Would you tank for Web and Yana? <laughs> tank for who? I don't know. I <laughs> Victor Web Yama. Hey, you you guys want to relax on me a little bit online? Um, well, when you put a, t- a strong take out there, I think it's uh, fair to get some criticism on it. You guys are like digging up tweets that I made eight years ago. Yeah, because you clearly have issues with Aaron Rodgers that are a lot more personal than just football. And hey, hey, Paul, Paul and blind. Toby are here. I think it's blinding you. Is it wrong yeah. to think that Rodgers' personality affects how he is as a player? No, it's not. I think no. it's fair. But I don't think it's fair to judge his football play on his personality to the level that you guys do, um, especially when you're clamoring for Jordan Love. I mean, what? Like, honestly, that is embarrassing. And I don't think um, Rogers' receiving core is getting enough criticism either. When Randall Cobb is your leading receiver, that is a problem. There is no speed on this team other than Aaron Jones, really. And the receiving core is just bad. It's bad. And what is Rodgers supposed to do? He needs to take over. He's the best player on the team. He needs to have the ball in his hands if this team wants to win. No, he should hand it off. Yeah. Rodgers would be better if he played like he was bad. That is such a bad take. No, it's not. Yes, it is. No, it's not. I mean, Rodgers is trying. Rodgers is playing like he's Rodgers of ten years ago. Rodgers needs to play. If Rodgers played like he was Jordan Love, the Packers would be five and zero. Okay. Okay. Jordan Love is terrible, Bart. Rodgers needs to play like he's an average. He needs to play like he's Daniel Jones or Bailey Zappi. He needs to play however he wants to play. And he, he needs to he needs to do what Lafleur tells him to do. Real quick, Cone, I I agree that you probably shouldn't just run the ball nonstop. But look at the difference between Patrick Mahomes the last couple of years and this year. The dude just takes what's given to him. He's not throwing for four hundred and fifty yards every game because he's just if it's a short stuff he takes it. Rodgers, short stuff that's going to work and handing the ball off. And when he needs to be Superman, he can pull out his cape. But he's trying to be Superman too much right now. I mean, if this is in regards to the last two plays of the game, I think LaFleur said it, that it was the right call to throw it. It was a loaded box. Well, LaFleur's wrong, too. Well, Bart Winkler is always right, so. Thank you. All right, I do have to let you go. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for saying it. Do you have to let me go? No, but we're wrapping up, so. Okay, well, Aaron Rodgers, is, we live and die with Aaron Rodgers, and that's how it's been, and that's how it will always be when he's the quarterback. I mean, go back to the Scott Tolzien. I can't wait till he retires. I think that, 
I think that was when Eddie Lacy was good too. So why couldn't Scott Goldine just hand it off every time and the Packers win? They did. Uh, bye, Cone. Well, no, no, come on. Cone. Give me an answer on that. Well, I, the reason that I want to let you go is because your phone is so quiet for some reason that I have to boost the audio afterwards. Oh, that's a lot of work. I, I, I'm trying. Don't you understand? I'm trying to do as little work as possible and get the same results. Don't you understand yeah. that? I do, but let me, can you just answer this question? When Matt Flynn, Seneca Wallace. You are so hung up on the Jordan Love aspect of it. I need Aaron Rodgers, an elite quarterback, to play as if he's not always an elite quarterback. He needs to come down a little bit, just play quarterback, and use the elite features when he can. It's like uh, if Iron Man was always being Iron Man. Sometimes you need Iron Man's brain. You don't always need Iron Man flying around all the time. You don't need to be the superhero all the time. Hulk doesn't need to be smashing all the time. Just go around, be Hulk, and then when you're needed, be a superhero. Don't be superhero all the time. Rodgers doesn't always do that, though. I mean, look at the Bears game. He, he said he was playing a system quarterback role that game. He's lying. Don't ever listen to anything Rodgers ever says. He is a liar. <laughs> oh, my God. He lied about COVID, and I can't get over it. He didn't. I'm joking. Brian Wood did not ask him a follow-up. Cohen, I'm hanging up now. Okay, blame Ryan Wood for why uh, Rodgers was a liar. Cohen, I really appreciate you. I really do. I, I think you're a very nice guy, and I like that we have this budding friendship, but I am going to hang up. Okay, I love you, Bart. I love you. Cone roller. Okay, I just want to say something. So, for the majority of guests that Bill Simmons has on his podcast, they all kiss his ass. All of them. Except for, like, Ryan Rossillo, who actually get The great thing about Cone is, like, most of your callers and your guests, like, we're friends with you, we like you. But, you know, it's, a, it's like a friendly thing. This is like, no, no, you're wrong. No, you're wrong. And you can tell, like, okay, maybe you're being friendly-ish with each other, but it's like two people who just fundamentally disagree and are not willing, not worried to tell the other person that. Well, Tony in Texas does those Twitter spaces, and I was in one on Monday, and Cone and Bodie were, and I was like screaming at the top of my lungs <laughs> to them about Rodgers. Yeah. All right. So th- do the Wevignana thing. Let's, I wanna, let's, here's what I want to yeah, say. So the most Tony needs to go un- hit some balls. The most, the most, no, he's still got time, right? Right. All right. He wants to practice. You got to hit the Bart. range. Bart's got to get back Here to I his. 12 o'clock on a Wednesday. Bart, what is the yeah, rest of your you schedule do. today? What's what, what's the rest of your schedule? Nothing followed by nothing? Uh, no, I am going to, glad you asked. I am going to, uh, what is today, Wednesday? Yeah. I'm going to right. Pato to use my double bonus play. And then, uh, and then I'm going to sit down to update my resume, and I'll probably just watch baseball. Sounds good. So here's the women Yana thing. He, uh, this is how he's so good that right now he's being called the fifth most untradeable guy in the NBA. So like in terms of like the, the it, you don't Giannis is number one, Luca is number two, Jokic is number three. Weminyama is so good that no one below Giannis, Luka, Jokic, and then maybe Steph Curry 
would not be traded for Weminyama. Okay, what what are that facial expression? Do you, do you disagree? Maybe Steph Curry. You're telling me this is the one. No, I want to okay, go ahead. Go ahead. I, I, you know don't, I, I, you're right. Go ahead. I'm willing to debate that one with you. No, um, I don't want to. I quit. Tapped out. So I quit. every team in the league, Bray aside from like the top ten, we're gonna see the most ultimate tankathon year from the bottom half of the league since LeBron in 2003 mm-hmm, or mm-mm. it's going to be like a race to the bottom. Like we haven't seen in the NBA in a long time. Mm-hmm, so or- what I want to, where, where I want to change that is of course the shitty teams are going to, uh, oh, 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 I swore. <laughs> of course they're going to suck, but I see a lot of conversation about like, I know they're talking about this Romeo in Sacramento, a team that they think can make the playoffs, even to the level of the bucks. Like if you're so good, and you can get this guy, do you tank? And the answer is no. Why? Because. Well said. No, of course the Bucks don't tank. Of course the Nets don't tank. Of course the Clippers don't tank. Oh, of maybe they do. If this guy no, is so no, good. No, if he's so good. If he's the fourth best player. If he's oh, the fourth best ask, Yeah. I, I want to ask you this, though. So tanking, sure, and I think we will see that. But are there other moves that you think could be made where teams maybe try to stockpile draft picks or start trading some studs to even tank even more? Like, what does yes. that entail? Well, if you I, told the Warriors right now, uh, you're going to take last place in the West, and then next year you get Giannis, they would do that, right? Of course they would. So then teams are going to do that for him. But but you only get a 14.7 chance of getting the number one overall That's, pick. Now, the question is, if, if the Warriors had a 14.7% chance of getting Giannis next year and all they had to do was take last this year, would they do that at a 14% no. chance? No. no. If it's right. not a guarantee, then just play it. I don't know. I, this is a and, hard and one. It, and it's, the, it's what? It's, it's the worst five records in the NBA all have the same odds or the worst three records? I think it's five. I think the five worst teams all have the same odds at the number one, two, and three pick. And by the way, Scoot Henderson – would have been the top pick in many drafts and he's going to be the number two overall pick the guy what's the possibility a team could stockpile first rounders and possibly get a number one pick there's no chance of that right well whoever gets the pick is not trading it there's no number of like hey we'll give you 12 first rounders for Wembenyama. so even if a team had like the two and the five and then multiple Mm -mm. after that there's no chance they're moving no chance no chance zero chance but here here's what i told me i would answer your question and say I think the Spurs and the Jazz got out ahead of this. And they said, okay, you want to take DeJounte Murray off our hands, Atlanta, in exchange for some first-round picks? It's not that DeJounte Murray isn't better than the picks that they're going to get from the Hawks. It's that DeJounte Murray makes you too good to suck. If the Jazz would have kept Donovan Mitchell after trading Rudy Gobert or vice versa – those guys would have made the team too competent. They would have fought for a play-in, and then they wouldn't have had one of the five best odds. So the Jazz are already out ahead of this. The Spurs are already ahead of this. It's why, like, if you're a team like the Bucks and you can maybe go get Jordan Clarkson or the Pistons who just got Bojan Bogdanovich from the Jazz, go call these bottom 10 teams in the league. Try to get their good players for nothing because I think there's going to be incentive for the bad teams to give you their good players so that those teams can be worse. Do, do, does that make sense? The goal needs to be, like, if you're a bottom 10 team, yeah. 
you, you don't want good players, especially like veteran players who aren't on your team. If you're the Pacers, Buddy Heald helps you win. Miles Turner helps you win. You don't want to win. You should want to actively lose as many games as you can to give yourself a fort because, yeah, Victor Wembanyama is totally going to sign with the Pacers one day. Of course not. Like, it's Indiana. Like, there's no chance. You have to be – Basketball capital of the world, Paul. Listen, I would actually love for the Pacers to be relevant. Like, that would be – like, okay, you wouldn't like that? Pacers I don't like the Pacers because every time I try to type Pacers, I type Packers. I've (laughs) definitely been there with you. But, like, if you fast forward to two years and it was Tyrese Halliburton and and Victor Wimanyama, like, that's fun. Like, that'd be great. So – Okay. Well, maybe I can just, and maybe this became more of a discussion than it did. But so, um, Bart, you're running one of these 10 worst teams. You would trade your good, you would just do anything you could to be terrible. Mm-hmm, or mm-mm. No, I wouldn't. My, my philosophy as a general manager would be to get as many bites as the apple as possible. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, then I'm going to tell me any other thoughts on this because I'm going to otherwise use that segue. No, no, we're I mean, done. I think we're wrapping up. It's time to. No, go. no, I'm hitting you with one more. It's time. To I go. would tell if the Wizards suck, I'd have a hard time trading Beal, but that'd probably be the right move. Yeah. Okay. All right, Bart. It was a really good Brewers one, but I will save it for you. Yeah, mm. please do. And I have to do to end this. This is what I'll clip. Are we ready for the clip? Sure. Uh, if you already have it, yeah. I really appreciate you guys doing this with me. And I would like to compensate you. So who would like the Herschel Walker rookie card? And who would like the OJ Simpson rookie card? Well, I see one is a Cowboys, so I'm gonna have to pass on that. I'll take OJ. OJ? All right, Paul. I don't I don't accept compensation. I, I only accept uh friendship. I gladly accept all compensation. All right. Someone's gotta pay for those tea times. The OJ card is off center and the corners are bent, but it is his rookie. Look at What's him smiling worth? there. What is that worth? What's it worth? It's worth nothing. He's a murderer. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you. All right. Bye. <laughs> See ya. Paul Emig. Have fun, Toby, on the links. Will do. See ya. See ya. Toby Altizer. And this concludes another thrilling episode of the Bart Winkler podcast. I do want to say focus today. I did take, I've been talking about happy place hemp because they rule Rob and Chris over there. I did take one of the THC free, uh, the CBD and CBG. Look, I, I walked in there. I don't know much about gummies. I didn't. I like the one at night that helps me sleep with the CBN. And I've been dropping these in the morning. Again, they are tasty, so I want to eat them like a snack. But you can check out everything that they have there, happyplacehemp.com. Happyplacehemp.com. Use the promo code BART. 25% off your first, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth, thirteenth, fourteenth, ninetieth order. The promo code's always good. Promo code BART. We'll be back tomorrow. Uh, Andy Herman, Packet A Podcast, scheduled to join us. See ya! Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. 
If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.